Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I just think about it like I, I've never interacted with someone who's really judgmental and, and I've been that person, right? I, I, when, when I've been really judgmental, I don't like spew my judgment on others. And they're like, you know what? I just feel so drawn towards your belief. <laughs> I really want to join your team. I really want to join your team. Yeah. No, that it almost always leads towards distancing and isolation. It's like, even if we're right, like even if we're quote unquote right in our judgment, right? Like being judgmental doesn't bring people together. (laughs) Um, It often almost always does the opposite. You know, so what got me thinking about this was, you know, on Sunday, um, we were, I was at church and some of the refuge guys where we work, right? The, the refuge, um, they were being baptized at the church and. Which is always really cool. Which is great. It means like that, you know, uh, four guys, um, came to faith in God and baptism is them publicly professing their faith in God in front of a church community. Right. It was, it was, it was great. And I had a guy who went through the refuge and alumni several years ago. Good guy. Love him to death. And obviously not going to share his name on here because it's not the point. But he pulls me aside afterwards and he is really upset um, at a staff person in the refuge and at one of these guys' particular testimonies because they got up there and said that they were an alcoholic. Not to mention, like, that was one phrase in in this long testimony story of just profound change. And it was really incredible story. But this guy, this alumni guy, he got really upset about just this one idea that this guy had called himself an alcoholic and he had heard a staff person at the refuge use that language and, and wanted to argue about it. And, um, I tried to listen. It was hard because it was loud and, and I should have been more curious and asked more questions, but it was a really quick conversation, but I, I left, you know, the conversation ended abruptly. I don't think he was very happy. Um, we didn't really resolve anything, but it just got me thinking on the drive home about how, like, how do we, how are we to treat each other when, when we don't agree? Because I didn't, I didn't quite understand exactly what he was wanting from me. So I don't want to create a false narrative about what happened, but, but it did feel like he was just wanting me to agree with him. And if I didn't agree with him, like nothing else was going to suffice. Um, and it's almost like the refuge is going downhill because that guy said that one thing in his testimony. And it's like, what I tried to say is like, everyone's on a different journey. Like everyone is in a, is in a process differently. And um, his response to that was like, well, I'm just going off the Bible. And he like lifted up his Bible and like, you know, kind of waved it around. And I said, yeah, but everybody reads the Bible and oftentimes arrives at a different conclusion. And he like looked at me confused and like I was basically saying something totally crazy. And just said, well, no, like, this is like, what I'm saying is right. And I'm just like, well, maybe, but I'm not going to like police somebody's testimony. Um, 
and I say all this to, and he just left. He just walked out and I could tell he was upset. Um, but you know, I think, I think what we have to be, I think, you know, and, and this, this message from here on out, like what I'm going to say is, is really aimed more towards people that call themselves Christian. But, you know, even if you call yourself Christian, right, you read the Bible and you, you, all of us have said things, well, I'm just, I'm just saying what the Bible says, but we have to remember there's several more things that we can unpack here. But I just thought of three quickly. Anytime we like look to the Bible as authoritative or like as a guide for our life, we have to keep in mind a lot of things. But the first three that came to mind was just, first of all, our, our own bias. If we're going to be compassionately convicted and we're going to treat one another as well, we have to be mindful of our own bias, of our own opinions. Because often, because it's going to be easy to, like, you and I, Austin, could read the same biblical passage and arrive at a different conclusion just based off our own bias. And bias being like, the, like I want it to read this way, so I'm going to interpret it in a manner that reads the way that I want it to read. Does that make mm. sense? No. Yeah. It, it, I'm sure it's happened. Like that's going to like the, what is, so I think the, the, the thing that is true is like what the Bible says is true. What we say the Bible says shifts. Yes. Exactly. And that kind of brings me up to the second point. So again, there's many we could unpack from this. Some people are going to listen to this and be like, he missed some. And I'm like, yeah, I, I am going to miss some. How dare you? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing we have to be mindful of is our own bias. The second thing is just, and this is a theological term, and I'm not trying to sound like a nerd, but I kind of am sometimes, but hermeneutics, right? Hermeneutics is a theological term that just, you know, somebody who's studying, like maybe you took a class in hermeneutics. What hermeneutics basically is, is just the interpretation of the text. And listen, the problem with the Bible or any historical text is always going to come down to interpretation. This is why you, you, you've got thousands of theologians and hundreds of thousands of theologians over the years that will be looking at the same text and arriving at radically different conclusions. That's because of hermeneutics. It's because of interpretation. We are human and we are in interpreting this text. And sometimes we're going to interpret it differently. And so what that means is like, we have to just be mindful of that. We are interpreting the text when we read it, which means we're seeing it through our, our own brain, our own soul, our own vantage point, our own bias. We just have to be mindful of that. And I think if we understand that, it should lead to compassion because we know we're only seeing it from one, one way. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part four in our conversation. We'll see you then. Thank you.